Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Okay, so that's the sound of a cheers, not a ding, ding, <laughs> ding, are you home? No, I'm probably still going to put it when I end it together. <laughs> hello. Hello. Everybody. I'm everybody. Not, I'm not saying hello to you. We're saying hello to everybody because we were together. Hello, everybody. Yeah, hope everybody had good holidays. Happy holidays. Is that a question? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I'm confused. You could talk to me and now you don't. Like, you, you have no idea how to talk to me. I feel like I have here. to stare at my phone. Okay, so this has been a really bizarre week of poor charles and the way that they aired it so it looked mm-hmm. so right now we're recording and it's thursday yes okay so and we wanted to record because we're together mel's leaving back to ontario tomorrow morning yeah so we're gonna basically just talk about one episode because i feel <laughs> like that's all that they aired and should they have a new episode on friday then we'll we'll talk about that so it'll all be put together in in one podcast you it can't should. see me everybody but i'm nodding mm-hmm. i'm just happily nodding she agrees she agrees Okay, so we're going to start talking about the real episode. Yes. Okay? Um, so in the real episode that airs, I have a question for you. What was up with all that talk? Okay, so now we see that Brooklyn is, is back in a scene with Julian, right? Yes. So what's all that talk about Leo not looking like Julian? I know. I'm very confused as to you because she brings the old school drama. She asks uncomfortable questions. She puts herself in very awkward situations. So I don't know what she's trying to say if there's a paternity test. But then she also kind of lures Julian in into saying, like, I'm the one that had him yeah. when he was younger. And then proceeds to say, like, I'm going to gift you basically videos and pictures and then tells him that he's like this super awesome guy but then gets mad at him like that whole interaction was confusing to my brain i didn't understand that either it was sort of like she was trying to make out who he was but Mm -hmm. i but i was still wondering like aside from like her weird push pull interaction with him yes again like are you trying to say something to the audience here you know like we we already know it'll be a messed up match because it's ned's daughter we obviously know that there's a messy history because she used to take care of his son. Yes. But I'm really fixed on the fact that they wouldn't, she would not stop bringing up the fact that the child has Dante's, that looks a lot like Dante. So it basically looks more like the Falconaries. And right. why this child does not look like Julian. And I just thought it was weird because I never, I never thought it was one of those things where like there was room for questioning paternity. But who was she in a relationship with before that she had angry sex with? Julian about ned i think it was about was it or not no was ned with alexis yeah i think it might have been i think she was i think that was what it was it was like this weird foursome thing Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) i think i think it was ned was with alexis or something like that was it who was olivia with i think they're i think they were getting close olivia and ned Okay, oh right, and I remember they used to watch movies together and they were like besties. They were, yeah, they were getting close, so I think it was that. It was like this foursome, mm-hmm. something happened where they might have seen Ned and Alexis or something like that, or I don't know. They, they were both angry, obviously he might have been angry about Alexis, she was angry about Ned, mm-hmm. and then they slept together. But it's like, even in saying the falconary genes are strong, that so what is that saying that he looks all like Dante? Like, are we alluding to the fact that it's potentially Sonny's kid? Like, what are we... What are we getting at here? I have no idea. I don't understand Brooklyn. I don't understand what that hint is, but I think it's really weird because I'm basically wondering, is she trying to point out that he's not yours? Or is she just trying to stir trouble because she wants Olivia to suffer a little bit because she doesn't like her? 
She did ask about how did you two end up together. Yeah. So she might just want to be stirring trouble. Oh. Maybe it's working because look at how we're talking about her. Like we're confused. We're unsure. We think that there's trouble. We think there's a lot of uncertainty. Maxie certainly <gasps> didn't hide like how she felt about her. Okay, you read my mind because I was just going to jump into the fact that we're talking about her potentially stirring trouble or speaking the truth. And Maxie really drove home how Brooklyn is very immature and stuck to her old dramatic ways. Okay, so maybe that's huh. the explanation for now. Because I would really be shocked if something were to come out that it's not Julian's. Because then why would did they put themselves through all that no, stress? <laughs> hiding everything. You know what I mean? Because it was really dramatic. You know, hiding the baby from Julian. Right. And, and Ned pretending to be his father. Like, all that stuff until Julian found out. Yeah, no, that would have been all for nothing. So I don't believe that Julian is not the father. That was a lot of negatives. <laughs> um, but I think she's just trying to stir some trouble for her family because it's just too quiet in the quarter main house. But it, like, aside from Maxie, like telling off Brooklyn, first of all, I was just like, wow, you're digging a hole for yourself. Know, Basically I saying know. my life is so perfect. Aww. I feel like there's something wrong the moment you do something like that. Yes. And imagine all of that comes from just the sole fact that she tried to sleep with Dante. All on behalf of Lulu is whatever she was doing. But she had a lot of fun talking about how her own life is going. But what really bothered me about Maxie mm -hmm. was how inappropriate she was with web with um cameron and the weber boys when he was there with aiden no jake 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 well the minute she opened her mouth and cam once again had to be the adult in the situation say it's a story for another time or just really simplified and minimized the situation that she realized that oh yeah maybe we should she bring this no up. she didn't did you not notice that I he she, okay. no he cut her off more True. than one time True. and like you think that she would have gotten it but when they walked away rather than being like oh i shouldn't have brought that up in front of jake she said i just want everyone to know that my boyfriend's amazing even teenage boys that's true. it's like they've been through <laughs> enough and you want to make sure that they know that your boyfriend had something to do with franco returning are you freaking serious to these little kids well between her conversation with anna this conversation now, Brooklyn, they're really building her up for a huge fall, which is unfortunate because Maxie has had a lot of trouble and turmoil, and now she's going to have this huge, huge, devastating news about Peter. You know what sucks is you're, you're right, they're building her up for a fall, but she doesn't deserve the fall. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's you know, weird. Like, like a lot of other people where there's this huge buildup, yeah. it, it, it is unfortunate for her because... It's one thing if she ends up being hurt, but like you said, they're playing it up. And I'm just like, I just find it's devastating enough for Maxie because of her history that it doesn't need to be her bragging. You know what I mean? It's weird because there's a lot of people and I'm just, as I'm looking at you talking and thinking about everything happening. So we have Michael in a weird situation, which we'll talk about more. We have Willow contemplating some things. We have Maxie about, to, so there's a lot of people right now about to lose a lot of things. And we had talked about like, months and months ago an opportunity for potentially like a maxi michael or like michael has so many potential uh, women that he can couple up with mm -hmm. are we opening up something for the future for maxi well i just thought that they'd be an interesting pair because they did Even sort of best friends though Yes, because they had put them in some scenes together yeah. a while back when we suspected something about those two going like ending up together mm -hmm. so what? I just thought what? about something, because you know how we talked, we debated that Willow 
might want there might be a custody battle and especially with everything that brad said today with nell being in the hospital and her saying i can't believe brad is friends with nell you see the twinkle in her eye to pursue this further especially since they don't know what's happening with lucas so you know when max was talking about the custody battle which led us to think about connect the dots for this situation so maybe michael is going to be closer to maxi best friend wise and maybe okay. that's all she needs in order to get advice about this whole custody battle thing Oh, maybe. Like, maybe they're just giving us tiny little clues to tie that little group together, that younger, kind of messed up kid situation. Maybe. I mean, Michael has a lot of experience with custody in his own right, so I, I don't know. True. I don't know about that, but I did write down the fact that Willow made that comment, Brad is friends with her. Yes. And I mean, yes, her and Michael opted to offer comfort and support to Brad and continue to offer help. Mm -hmm. And I was watching to see if there was going to be any additional pause or hesitation or something in Willow's face. But I did write down that statement because I am starting to think that, you know, she's questioning his judgment and that might bring her to possibly, possibly justify filing for custody. I agree. Just her expression when he, how loudly and firmly he said no, that he didn't want them to watch Wiley a little bit longer and Michael was kind of like okay well we're just saying we're here we're not saying like anything else but even but not even that just the fact that Brad was like oh I didn't mention it because I know how you guys feel about Nell so you're you're continuing to dig a hole for yourself Lucas got mad about your friendship with Nell Sonny and Carly you know you had that little um I mean you confessed to them but you had a little bit of a confrontation about Nell and what she means to that family Mm -hmm. so it would be shocking that you're still doubling down on her friendship. And that's what you did when you said, I know how you guys feel about her. So now you're firmly stating that despite all of this, despite my husband's objections, you know, Sonny and Carly's objections, mm-hmm. everything that she did to you, I feel like that single statement shows I'm still firmly her friend, which again, questioning his judgment. Ooh, I agree. So that's what I'm thinking about that. So speaking of judgment... This doesn't surprise me at all. I told you, if Anna finds information, <laughs> she's going to try to help Peter, which, you know, like I said, I'm fine with because I think it could mean something for their relationship should both sides be honest. Should Peter be fully honest with Anna? Yes. I think that is his only way out because I think she'll help him. True. But I think Finn was surprised. He was surprised. But you know what's funny? I think, like, even the last time when Anna chose Peter when he was about to kill her and Jason you know, was being like, what is wrong with you? Yes. I feel like with Anna, there's always opposition when it comes to Peter. True. So part of me wonders, okay, in a way, why is Finn surprised? That's a really good point. I think he's going through his own turmoil and decisions about what he's going through in life. And he, I think he sees Anna as this person that will always do the right thing. And he can always justify it for some reason or another. But she gave us the the sad Anna Peter eyes. She gave us those big doe eyes every time he said, what are you going to do? How are you going to treat the situation? And then she accused him of being like Robert. Yeah, because look, he knows her better. He knows everything that sort of happened. And honestly, Anna doesn't always do the right thing. No. Chasing after her sister wasn't necessarily the right thing. And it was obvious while she was away, he began to think that as well. Yes. And now that he had a kid, I actually thought that might have made him understand what Anna was doing. So that didn't even, uh, so that's something that, that having a daughter didn't even create a deeper understanding between him and Anna. And he likes Peter, but he was very objective in the sense that how many more people are you going to allow him to hurt? And it is true because he did go after Andre Maddox and it it is their mutual friend. There was Franco, there was Drew. So he did seem to go after a lot of people that they knew. So maybe for him, 
being objective is not a bad thing because if he's doing all those things, it's similar to Faison and he got a small taste of who this person was to Anna. Okay. So maybe for him, he really does. Like, those. that's a really big deal. So and these are all people that he knows and lives that he knows. So, like, yeah, okay, maybe I could kind of understand why Finn just sort of expects her mm-hmm. to take this to the police. But I'm just surprised that he doesn't expect her to kind of, like, handle it in her own way. Would that not appease him? Like, she'll stop Peter, but just not legally. I think it's just what he's contemplating, especially the, for the fact that he asked, you know, what should I tell Violet about Hayden? And Anna very clearly says, tell her the truth. So it's like she's telling Finn oh. to tell the truth. And, he, you know, very straightforward, very easy. Yes, there are vastly different situations and there are lives at stake, but that's the advice that she gave him. And then five seconds later... But you know why I feel meh about this? Why? Hayden's not here. So whatever, whatever conflict arises between Anna and Finn, I think it's just inconsequential. I know. Like, there's nothing that's going to come of it, really. It bothers me. They're going to have a little bit of conflict. Big deal. She'll be a little bit mad. I mean, do you really think it'll result in a breakup? No, I just... if You're right. The storyline would be so much different with Hayden here because then if he's like, oh my God, I see Anna in this different light now. Well, here's Hayden because, and my little family. But exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been a twist? Because, you know... It was okay, fine. Maybe it's an unfair fight. Anna's out of the picture. He bonds with Hayden. Yes. But imagine she comes back, and then in the relationship, there's legitimately things that are going wrong. So, this is also what confuses me about Finn because I feel he would. I mean, he's not a cop, mind you, yeah. or a spy, but I do feel he would do anything for Hayden. And I think he would bend any rule for Hayden. I think so too. So, I thought that was really interesting the way he reacted because i just feel like by now you should know anna and she's not she was gonna let peter kill her okay that's just weird okay but here's another thing too if he decides to because of the decision she makes to keep everything with peter under wraps and not go to the police will he take violet and leave because that's not the life he wants for her to be (gasps) around peter isn't that even harsher that he's not leaving for hayden he's leaving of his own accord with his daughter because of her decisions Oh, it's I a sort of burn. like that a lot. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know why. I don't hate Anna. I don't, but for some no, reason, I'm just like break up. Like I'm mad. Like I'm just, I'm mad that <laughs> Hayden's out of the picture. Part of me is sort of like maybe you should break up, even if Hayden's not there, because I like what you said. It makes a lot of sense. Because if if Finn is gonna, you know, have this way about him and and make a stand about what he thinks she should do. Mm-hmm then you'd have to have the whole follow-through because if Peter is as dangerous as you believe him to be mm-hmm. as to why she should turn him in, then you're right. It makes sense that he would take Violet out of the house. Look what? at all this stuff that's happened to him as a result of Anna's work. Exactly. Ooh. <laughs> I think something's hitting me hard. Ting, <laughs> ting. That's not even the right sound. <laughs> it's, it's clink, no? Clink. I can't even get sounds right. <laughs> So who would Finn end up with, though? Ooh. He's fun single, but I mean, who who would be a love interest for him? I really like him. And obviously, we love him with Hayden, but I also really like him with Alexis. I loved him with Alexis. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know them together. I just see their flirty banter now. They like slept together. Whoa, I did not know that. You should Google those <laughs> scenes. So they had some fun together. But yeah, no, I really did like him with Alexis. But it's always complicated, Alexis, Julian. I didn't even want to go there, exactly. but that stuff is always so complicated. I want him to be with somebody who puts him first. Like, and Alexis has a Julian in the back of her mind. And Anna oh. has, like, <laughs> spy work and Robert, Peter. all this drama. And Peter, Finn deserves somebody like Hayden who would, like, dote over him a little bit because he deserves it. I mean, Franco's back, so Elizabeth's out of the question. 
Right. I mean, we'll see. It's to be determined. Exactly. So speaking of Elizabeth, mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you feel? We were like building this <laughs> up, being so excited about Franco <sighs> learning the truth. But she like downplayed it so quickly. Like, why would you say, I can't kiss you because I feel weird? And then in a second later, be like, I know it wasn't you. It's okay. It's all good. Let's be okay. Like, it's weird. It was just too easy. It is weird. Well, maybe she's just that good at compartmentalizing. Like, she really, like, maybe when she saw his reaction, she was just focused on sort of... um, Focusing on the present? Um, how do you say it? Like when you're welcoming somebody, because like in a weird <laughs> way, she's like welcoming him back home True. and she's trying to help him adjust. True. But you know what happened? Like for the first time, because when all that stuff was happening, I'm like, oh, they're two adults, whatever. Kim wants to sleep with him. This guy is convinced he wants to sleep with her, whatevs. But now that I see Franco's reaction when he I wanted know. to confront her, I see it from a whole new perspective. Yeah. Because I'm like. I wonder if you think the same thing I'm thinking, but go. Well, it's just because Franco finds this out, but in his mind, it's like Kim is a family friend. It's a loved one. Yes. And she knew what I was going through and she knew my family. Yes. How could she do this to me? Because I never, I really, really never thought about how Franco would react. And all those scenes, and every time we talked about it a few mm-hmm. weeks ago and months ago, I really was just like, oh, well, you know, this happened before. We kept comparing it to like the Jason Drew storyline. And. I don't know. It, this whole thing felt like a whole other beast. It felt like a really different story. There was a totally different perspective and, and angle on it. And I never once really imagined what the person, should they return, how would they feel? Because it's not like he slept with a random person. Exactly. Because that's a whole different thing. Like, you can't control him when he's somebody else. And that person, that Doesn't other person, no one has no responsibility to anyone. Mm-hmm. So given that, watching Franco react, I'm like... That's horrible, and it's a good thing Kim's not around. Uh, yeah, because all I kept thinking was, oh my gosh, here she is again that hurt two Drews. One she drugged, and one she put everything aside and put herself first, and Franco feels taken advantage of. Like, it was still his body. And like you said, she knew him. She knew his family. She knew how everybody But we hurt. didn't see it like that a few months ago. No, but ago. I'm saying I see it like that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we see Elizabeth's perspective because she said all these things to her. Yes. She said you're taking advantage of him and all that. And I'm I like, know. is she really? Didn't you do that to, to, to do? But no, I totally kind of see from their perspective. And I really don't know where it would have went, though. Like, if Kim was really there story-wise, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so dark mm-hmm. basically i hope that they do justice to it and i hope that he does get all the details in it, and we can watch him process at least the bigger chunks of it like the custody stuff but i don't know based on the past couple of episodes I'm, I'm sort of doubting that we'll get to see a lot of processing i mean it was a really quick thing maybe though because he still hasn't seen scott he still hasn't seen obrick like they're gonna give him the real truth elizabeth's not gonna give him the real truth and then he's gonna delve into his art therapy and that's what's gonna help him through it and then maybe he'll create some great art and it'll go into ava's gallery who knows there's a lot to come so the scene with with mike this week was pretty rough it was unexpected it was really really unexpected every time i see that cousin of theirs arrive i always have very very bad bad feelings i agree so now we come to find out that she has experience dealing with Alzheimer's. So then part of me is like, well, then why did they sort of show her as being somewhat inept? Because a, a while back they were at the mm-hmm. Metro Court, she was there. And Mike obviously had like a lapse in the moment. Mm-hmm. And Carly was able to kind of help him through that. True. And she just looked kind of stunned. And it was sort of like, well, this is the reason we don't want you alone with him because you don't know his condition really well. And we don't think that you're kind of like equipped to deal with it. That was sort of how it was pictured. 
And then she shows up here. And what bothered me was the way she went up to Marcus. I know. And I'm sorry. Like, the episode played. And obviously, she ended up justifying her rationale to Sunny. Again, you didn't justify it to Marcus. You made a difficult no. day and a difficult moment even harder. Yes. I don't know. I just feel like Marcus and Sunny are trying to mm-hmm. their best to navigate it. And you could have shared your insight without, you know, stomping at Marcus and trying to make him feel like he's doing the wrong thing without any context whatsoever. Like, if you live this experience, mm-hmm. then maybe you know how hard it was. And so I just felt like snapping at Marcus, again, with no context, was really... It's hard to take. Like, how did you expect him to take that? Okay, so I, I see it a couple different ways. And if I'm not making sense and rambling on, let me know. So are they trying to humanize her? make her fit in the story better? Is she supposed to become some sort of regular that's involved? She's now invited to Christmas. Sonny does snap to things. Look at his fight with Carly about the putting Mike in the study and pursuing this further when she's just saying, enjoy the time that's here. Is this a way for him to see his actions in somebody else? Ah, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> All the things you said make sense. They are humanizing her. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't do that. Like, it was. Because we we see her one way, like I said. I yes. I literally started this by saying every time I see her, I'm like, ugh, I dread it. Same. So you're right. So they are trying to give her a backstory. They're trying to make us understand that she's experienced hurt and lost herself. And she's mm-hmm. not just a completely, like, not just a bonehead. So I, I do think that. I think they're trying to humanize her. I think she can act as a mirror to Sunny. And I'm thinking, given the relationship between Carly and Sunny right now, this is like one other thing between them. So one other thing that they are not going to each other about. So yes. yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. I can see how maybe those are the roles that this one person is playing. Okay. Okay. So big controversy here. <laughs> Christmas Carol episode. <laughs> Canada was completely exempt so they created yes. a really special thing <laughs> for all their American fans and was like Canada doesn't need this either way I saw it <laughs> I saw it you didn't want me to see it but I saw it <laughs> it was fine um, <laughs> it was alright thanks <laughs> thanks for the special episode I mean look Back in the day, these things would have annoyed me. Anytime I don't get to see my story and I don't get to see what happens next, it would irritate me. And now, sure. not so much. You know, I kind of, especially with Twitter and you see the actors being so proud of what they're doing. Yes. It bugs me less. And it's just <laughs> sort of like, I'm just like, let's just roll with it. Let's just try to get into it. And I mean, it's got to be fun for them. It's out of their ordinary, out of their everyday. And it was yes. just basically a play. It was literally just a play. It, it was that in itself. It was its own episode but I just have to say this obviously this might be complicated for a soap opera and how they want to tell a story Mm -hmm. but rather than a fake Christmas carol where everyone played these parts I just kept thinking like and I love Finn like I love Michael Easton and it has nothing against that but what if they did like a real one with somebody who was really taking bad actions like could you have imagined it being, let's say, Brad. Yes! Oh my god, you totally read right? my mind. Yes. There was another character I thought of, too, that could have... Um, Peter. Ooh, Peter. That would have been so yes. good. Peter or Brad. and just Because yes. imagine Peter going... Both of them, actually, going into their past, because we don't know a lot about it. Yes. It could have been story-related. It could have been bits of information that we didn't know about them. True. Their present. Obviously, in soap opera world, mm-hmm. the future prediction would have been weird, because it could have been, like, spoilers to us. And I get okay. it, but I'm like, couldn't you have been creative and worked around that? Exactly. So, I think... 
that would have been really interesting. Having done a Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. where you're reading this polite story to children, but then to the audience, showing us like a, a soap opera related story, like a continuation of everything that's been going on. You know what? I, well, maybe not a continuation, but basically taking somebody like a Brad or a Peter and truly exploring in in the real uh, story of the soap opera. Well, yes, because they're always struggling and straddling the line of good and bad. So to see, like, what if Brad had admitted to what happened with the baby? What if Peter, you know, told somebody that he had Jason trapped in a box or whatever? Like, what would have happened next? That would have been really interesting. Yeah, I think so, too. So that's what I think should have happened with the whole Christmas Carol episode. Even though I have to say everybody did a really good job in their roles mm-hmm. and the little special effects were kind of cute um yeah so so that's it about those two episodes for me yes the last like statement i want to make was uh those renovations were next level <gasps> right right <laughs> that's how they ended the episode so for like yeah so for canada we saw that episode on monday yes so we're just like oh my gosh he's back and mm-hmm. then in the states all they see is tracy already at the whole christmas carol episode thing right so yeah the renovation renovations look really cool they look small yes <laughs> the house looks a bit smaller <laughs> the door looks like it's on the wrong side right um but i'll take it it's lovely but it's, it's the modern. same house i love it it's gorgeous and i can't wait to see more. can you imagine how many years how many years have been watching this show and i've never seen like a drastic rent have you no but that's why it speaks so heavily to what you brought up that the cues are back and they've read yes! this house and I, that- point. <laughs> I did and that we're going to be spending more time in this space and they've renovated the space for us so it's kind of like a merry christmas to us and the quartermains exactly all righty okay so you're gonna we're gonna i'll talk to you tomorrow basically once you're home and yep <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody that's it bye bye oh crap <laughs> hi <laughs> no. <laughs> no because there was something i was telling johnny i wanted to say to greet you i think it was like hello tomorrow well, now it just sounds stupid. So, <laughs> okay. Okay, before we talk about Friday's episode, so I just wanted to make a mention of something we talked about yesterday about Maxi. We were kind okay. of like exploring this concept of her somehow merging into the Michael Willow storyline. And we do feel like it'll somehow be more of a Michael Willow thing. Okay, so we're uncertain if the details are foggy, but as I was thinking about it, I think you're right. I think Maxie somehow may collide with Michael, with Willow in some shape or form. Because I remembered, remember Willow and Maxie shared a scene? Yes. So I do think you're onto something. So we don't know exactly how or what will happen. We think it'll be messy, but somehow these characters are coming together. So if anybody has a good theory as to how any of this could happen, let us know. Okay, so we started. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we started our podcast. Okay. Hey, separated by a province. I was just there yesterday. I'm still getting all sorted out here. (laughs) There is zero time difference, everybody. So just just ignore that. Um, So Friday, we finally got another episode. Okay, so just a couple things on Nell. What is with her talking about Joss on it? Like going on and on about... She was so obnoxious. Um... I don't know if she thought her and Sam were going to be best friends after that conversation. But I just have to say this. Even though Joss has one of your kidneys, and let's say something happened to your other one, 
I don't think Joss will feel guilty. No, I think it was really to emphasize her delusion because at the end of the whole Nell thing, um, she wanted to know if Sam was taken to solitary. And then she pulls out this like poster from under her, her vision mattress. board, her prison. Vi- I didn't see her prison vision board. Like, wow. <laughs> I was just like, I, I wanted to laugh. Like, I wanted to laugh so hard when I saw her pull that out. And she's all looking at it like all, oh, yeah, like super happy. Exactly. So I think it's just showing us that she's delving deeper into her delusion and that when she does have an opportunity, she is going to try to kidnap Wiley and try to start this like great life. We know it's not going to happen. There may be like an intermittent period or something where she may have him for like a day or two, but I don't see how they can let that kind of carry on to the extent that she wants it to happen. So that's the thing. I get scared when it comes to Nell and certain villains in the show because I just feel like they always sort of win. And what scares me about Nell is, like, she was taunting Sam about her kids. That it made me scared. Like, when she said, I'll help Jason, I was like, oh, my gosh, you would be in the Pine Barrens before you actually helped (laughs) Jason. But, like, but she scares me so much. Like, she's so creepy that even when Sam was home, which, by the way, I'm ecstatic. Like, I was so... I'm annoyed by the storyline because if she can get parole like that, anyways. um, So, that pointless story came to an end where Sam's out of prison but I got scared so as happy as I was I was so happy that that was the errand especially when he said the warden wanted to see her I'm like is she getting out but what scared me was when Sam was with her family I'm like I don't know is there any validity to Nell's power to her threats towards Sam is Sam a target or you know or is her focus more like Wiley so I don't know for some reason I'm just scared and I hope that Sam's freedom is not temporary. Well, me too. I feel the same way. Like, I think it's just, she'll terrorize whoever's in her path. Um, but I think her sights are set on Wiley. I really hope that's really? The, the case. Because, I, I don't know, yeah. like, because Sam's on parole, which means that, like, it's she's not out of the woods. And right. any wrong moves can land her back in there. And I just hope Nell won't be part of any of that. Um, <laughs> this is me, just, but, like, mm-hmm. I know how, like, like, Alexis looked distraught today and she looked distraught and she looked so relieved to see her daughter out of jail. Yes. But to be honest, I feel like this is like the first time I've seen her like remember that Sam was in jail. Oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> okay, that, that you do have a good point. <laughs> I was like, okay. Good thing like she got released from the day you started to worry. Oh my God. Okay, but the thing I was thinking like just as a mom, I'm like, there's no way I would have given them any privacy. I would have left right away. I <laughs> Oh, that's funny and very realistic. But yeah, well, that isn't. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that progress for Alexis to oh, respect right. boundaries? That that's very true. Or very maybe she's like, that. yes, I can go back to my own place, whatever <laughs> that is. <laughs> so about Alexis, real quick. Um, okay, so I was thinking about our conversation yesterday about the Christmas Carol, and like we kind of were basically we were describing a what if episode, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, had it been Brad or Peter. But then I started to think about an actual what if episode. Ooh. Because Alexis has been there for a really long time. Imagine her what if episode was centered on what if her and Julian raised Sam together and she was like a mob wife. Whoa. I really freaking love that. Especially she has like the best hair. They could do like that big old school hair on her. But it's just, like, it would be funny because it's, like, the opposite of everything she stands for. You know what I mean? It's everything she's fought against, 
not that hard with Sunny because they have a daughter, but you know, like I just think that would have would be really interesting to like shift that positioning where she's on the other side of the law and maybe other people like Sunny maybe aren't in this world. Who knows? Wow, Ooh, you're good. That would have been that would have been really interesting. Okay, so the kiddos were really cute. And by kiddos, I mean the teenagers were super adorable seeing Santa's sleigh, but also just being like all kinds of flirty and very um, coupled up, basically, is the word. Like the lines are drawn, it seems. Um, no, I really, really liked it. And Cam looks so handsome. And Trina kept telling him over and over, like, I thought for sure something was going to happen with those Me two too. in this episode specifically because they were just like bantering and being cute and she was teasing him. Dawson Dev was a little bit more like star cross lovers, Romeo and Juliet, these weird longing looks. Like I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> they seemed very um in a relationship already because <laughs> their because their lives are way more intertwined right now than the others are. They live well, together. Exactly. Like I was thinking exactly the same thing. Like they're kind of in fast forward mode, but um Trina and Cam, they're still kind of I think Trina's still what did she say to him specifically? She's like, if I post this all the girls will be like after you for prom or something like that yeah like that uh, good guys that still exist but you know what me too i thought something was going to happen with them but we're forgetting we still have new year's (gasps) oh yeah that's when everything's gonna happen totally 100 percent. you totally got it yeah so i think they're really really gearing up but i i'm loving it it's light it's cute what's going Mm -hmm. on there and i've always loved dev and cam I like their broship. I like that they get along. I like that from the moment they met, there was zero competition in terms of like Joss because they could have mm-hmm. definitely inserted that. Now all the kids are in a place where they know the truth about Dev. So while I think they have a very like supportive and genuine friendship, mm-hmm. I think, which I feel outweighs Cameron's suspicion. But I think Cameron is still very much curious about Dev's past. Well, he is. Like, didn't he ask something like, isn't there anybody that's missing you or something like that? Like, he asked something. Yeah, well, he insisted. That's the thing. Like, even though, like, they're still friends and buds and they all agree to keep this really huge secret, you know, while Cam is very much pushing for, like, who did you leave behind? Like, what's your story? Who's your family? He was still kind to him, but clearly he's still very... I don't know if it's suspicious or, or simply just curious. Honestly, like I'm reading it as curious right now because like yeah. you said, they, there is this bromance. There is this friendship happening. Cam just went through all this stuff with his family and the significance of his loved ones around is very surface right now in the sense that like everything is so, um, everything is happening right now in the moment. Like he just got his family back. Like he was so upset because he didn't get to be with his family. He's finishing his community service. So like at the forefront of his mind right now is really like his loved ones, his family being okay, together. Yeah. Like that's so important yeah. for him. So it's like, how can Dev be here halfway across the world and not be thinking about the people that yeah. were left behind that he loved, you know? Yeah, for sure. I definitely see that's where his mind is at. And I just mm-hmm. have to say about Curtis, I think he makes a good Santa. It comes in handy that he knows the whole town. Yeah. He knows all the kids and he knows all the moms in jail. Like, I think it really helps <laughs> when you're dealing with all these unique cases. <laughs> I just have to say one more thing about Curtis being Santa. I did think some inappropriate things, but I will not say them on podcast. Okay. Do you want to, what do you want to say on podcast about Curtis? I just want to say everybody was very lucky to have sat on his lap. <laughs> oh my God. Um, as much as I want to say that that's the worst thing that could have been said, it wasn't. They made a pretty dirty joke of something about, like, 
Did you want to ride Santa sleigh? There was a joke like that when I made my jaw drop. So it's rare, Mel, but somebody was more inappropriate than you. <laughs> okay, okay. But just before we leave this whole Curtis situation, how random was the phone call for Jordan? Like, how do you think that plays right. into things? It's completely throwing me off. Because one, their interaction about him being with the kids, I was like, oh, does she want to have another kid? Because she was kind no, of like... No, she doesn't. <laughs> okay, so she doesn't. All right. And then the second thing was that weird phone call about like somebody in her past. If something happened to Sean, I assume she would tell him because he knows who hey. Sean is. But then now I'm starting to wonder if this is kind of what we've already been talking about. Because you know like how Curtis has been like, give me marriage advice and it's our one year anniversary and trying mm-hmm. to like, how do you be married? And I'm just wondering, and I had suspected like, are they going to be running into problems? Is there a problem? And now I wonder if this death is maybe less of a mystery and more of a relationship thing between Jordan and Curtis Ooh. that will pull them apart. Oh, okay. All right. She was Let's sad, see. but she didn't tell him more. Like she looked really sad. And yeah. so he's hugging her and holding her. And it's like they're in two different places. Look at you. Super observant. Thanks. <laughs> I watched on a full stomach. Um, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> so, I mean, there was a lot of sort of mystery because I don't know if you want to call it a mystery, but the whole Gladys thing oh on God, the phone, I... I was like, is there a mystery? Is it not? And then, I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to, I don't know if I'm just, like, trying to read into it because it's, like, I'm so excited to have an episode and I'm just trying to, like, soak everything in. (laughs) (laughs) So there was the phone call and same thing. I was thinking, like, is he really alive and she's hiding something? And then it was very symbolic the way that they were standing, um, that the whole family were kind of standing together, kind of like in an S shape almost, and she was standing in the back by herself. I think that's where she should be. I think that's a real right. <laughs> like if that's a sign, let's go with it. But I am scared that she has something that can ruin them. I don't know what that is. And then like the mm. talk with um Joss about we don't want to give her too much power, but it's and I get it, but the woman is already creeping and already taking advantage. And I really don't know how much control Sunny has of her in this situation. No, she's a freaking loose cannon. So before even Dev showed up, I thought she was taking it far in the way she was talking about Dev, like really mm-hmm. playing that grandma role. And then when she saw him and grabbed him once again, it, it makes me so angry. I know she's doing them a favor, but even the mm-hmm. last time you have to, you get that he's a child, right? Even when she saw him at the Metro Court and she's like, hi, don't you know how weird you're being like to him? Like how odd that is to take. Like he knows you're doing him a favor, but it's almost like you want something for him, like from him. It's weird. Like she wants everyone to be her real family. Either way, I just feel like you need to get it through your head that Dev's a real kid. Stop being creepy. You're not his grandmother. Yeah, like I see it two sides. I see her being creepy, but I also see her, they're portraying her as very lonely. They're already talking about the loss of her husband, the loss of her child, the loss of her best friend, and how she's integrating into this other family that they don't want to celebrate. And she's stealing cookies from, you know, Turning Woods, and she's integrating into this new home. So I don't know if they're just trying to make her, like, lonely slash crazy, or just sad and lonely. I I can't quite peg it yet. (sighs) Lonely? Look, I think it's all of it, really. Yet, like, all of those things are the things that make you like her, not like her, like her, not like her. You know, we talked yeah. yesterday about humanizing her, because that's the point. Mm-hmm. She's easy to dislike, 
And then she'll throw in a little tidbit about herself that makes you maybe take a step back. Not today, though. Today, I just felt like (laughs) you're just trying to get pity out of them. You know what I mean? Joss was calling you on some stuff. And then you decided to, like, unload some of your baggage on everyone. Oh, it's so true. Okay, but in all of that, I love the cute interaction between Carly and Sunny when uh, he had to break it to her that Gladys was coming to dinner. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, it gives it gives me a little bit of hope, you know, as much as they might have their side issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're, they definitely are connected and have their cute uh, little thing. I know. So, Tracy, I... Yeah. <laughs> I thought... Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just thought she was showing up for Christmas, but the more the episode unfolded and everybody was becoming suspicious, they're really gearing up for a mini storyline with Tracy. Oh my God, big time. She's already into asking about the company, asking about the shares, trying to segregate. Like when she overheard Ned speaking to Jason, I love his response though. He's like, a lot has changed since you've been gone. Because it has right? she reintegrated and made connections and relationships, even though he's doesn't consider himself a quarter main. But you see how like that didn't phase her. <laughs> like, no. she didn't, like she didn't like she still didn't let that take away any of her power, basically. She came in like a force. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I hope this is not the case. I really, 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 really hope so. And I know it's Christmas and they get really sentimental and her and Monica can always have their moment. You know what I mean? Like they'll cheer like at Christmas today. They'll always have their little moment of peace. But Mm -hmm. I was just like, what is she talking about? She's talking about legacy. She's concerned about Brooklyn, who's not her favorite. I know. She's asking Michael if she could have some kind of job. It doesn't look like she's organizing a coup with Ned. And I'm wondering, is she ill? Ooh, trying to make everything settle. I really hope that's not the case because it's like, come on, people. She almost died once and Finn saved her life. And the Quartermains have had enough loss. Anyways, that was one thought I had. But like I said, the moment she had towards the end when she was cheersing with Monica, it could just be one of their sentimental moments, which they have now and again. But I was wondering about that that legacy stuff and about Brooklyn. Well, you know, I think that for Christmas, she's playing it soft and she's just kind of like creating a base for her storyline so yeah and well Brooklyn made a point to say too like just talking about legacy and how the quarter mains kind of have a certain way of being so she was saying something to Leo about uh being in this house can change you she kind of made like a little comment about his Christmas list and like oh you're definitely a Q now or something like that mm-hmm. so is that is that to speak to her longevity there is that to speak to like her and Tracy working together because they're very similar like she's basically a new age Tracy she's bringing in she drama is. she's bringing all that but yet she agreed with Michael about certain things so is you know is Brooklyn and Tracy gonna have a long-term head-to-head later on like I think they're just laying the groundwork you know what I'm going to say yes, because I want to believe that there is longevity to this. They renovated the house. They're mm-hmm. bringing all these characters together. And I think I really do agree with this idea that today's episode, there was laying a lot of groundwork, exploring a lot of the different quarter main issues, you know, mm-hmm. like helping Jason, what's going on with ELQ. Um, then there's Brooklyn's life choices. <laughs> so... Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what holidays Olivia gets and Monica gets. So I think mm-hmm. let's let's get away from the dark thoughts and let's yes. move towards plotting and conniving. 
Because if anything, let's just take the clues as they were given to us, which was the conversation Brooklyn had with Michael about the reasons that Tracy could be back. So I opt to believe that there is an ulterior motive as opposed to something sad. Oh, I totally agree. And that's what I want to see. I feel like it's a little bit of like old school versus new school too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. With the whole sustainability convo thing, like how mm-hmm. we have a different, different opinion. <laughs> okay, so I'm excited to see where this goes. And it was nice to have another episode. Oh my God, I love that. I just like ate it up. Yes. So what, I just have to say it one more time. I am so happy Sam is home and got released for no good reason and was in jail for no good reason. I just, <laughs> I just have to let that out one more time. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.